Hey everyone, I'm Kevin Wallace, pastor of Redemption to the Nation's Church. And listen, today I'm going to be bringing a message that I trust will bring life and hope and peace to your heart. We need peace in these troubled times. We can find it in the word of the Lord. I want you to call your friends, your family, let them know that this message is getting ready to be preached. I want them to join in and be blessed by it as well. Now hang on to the end. I'm coming back to pray for you and your need. Can't wait to see you then. May the Lord bless you. Let's jump into the word today. Stand with me for the word. That was RSM. Can we tell them God bless you? So proud of them. And uh, some of you know this, some of you watching online, some of you know this. Uh, we have a school of ministry and it's a place to prepare for what God's got for your life. And uh, we have actually open enrollment right now. We're taking applications and we're excited about that. We have a new class coming in in the uh, spring or actually the fall. And we're looking forward to that. If you're interested in being a part of that, I want you to avail yourself of that. There's some information in the lobby. You can find someone on the way out to give you information about that. Fill out an app, go to rsm.org, check it out. It's a two-year program, and uh, Devin and I, the entire team, are part of uh, just hands-on uh, impartation and um, growing in the things of God. We're grateful for what the Lord is doing, grateful for all that God is doing. So many wonderful things are happening across the campuses. Can we just thank God for His goodness and his mercy. Come on, help me. Somebody said, what are we praising him for? Just because he's good right now. This is, thank you. Thank you, Abba. I want you to go with me this morning to your word. Take your Bible and open it to the 13th chapter of the book of Proverbs. I, I'm going to do something. I, the Lord started speaking to me several, I don't know when, uh, some time ago, about divine alignment. And I think for the next few weeks, I'm going to jump into this thing about alignment. Um, I'm going to talk about relationships today, but I'm going to talk about divine alignment regarding assignments and regarding timing. I feel like we don't have time to waste. And I feel like there's some frustration some people wrestle with, Christian people who are walking with God and love God, but you're processing frustration because of some alignment issues in your life. I believe God's going to give us grace. I hope you can receive this. I believe God's going to give us grace to get some things in alignment in this time because what I feel like is coming, not just for the church, but in our nation and in our world is going to take a people who know they're walking in sync with the Holy Spirit. I don't know about you, but you and I are not to embrace an orphan spirit that says we don't know if we're in the will of God. We don't know if we're doing what God wants us to do. Your father is not playing hide and go seek. Your father is not schizophrenic. He's not like changing his mind every day about you. You're going to have a peace that you're walking in his perfect will for your life. This is the portion of the people of God. The Bible said that the kingdom of God is not meat and drink, but righteousness, peace, and joy in the Holy Spirit. Some of you are missing that peace and that joy. I want you to know it's coming to you and alignment is about to come on your life. If you'll get yielded to God, God will align some things for you in this season. Look at somebody, tell them, neighbor, God's about to put it in line. Yeah, if I could, I feel like we might be on a chiropractic table this morning and some pain is happening because there's some stuff out of place. But how many know the good physician knows where to put the pressure? He knows where to push. Come on, he knows what to pop. God's going to put it in line this morning. Tell one more neighbor, God's going to put you in line. God's going to put it in line. Let's go to Proverbs chapter 13. One scripture, I'm going to talk today about relational alignment and I want to teach us a message today called ordained orbit. Mm. You're about to get in the right orbit. And some people that are in your orbit are about to make an exit and some people you need are about to come in. Well, I said something. I'm going to throw haymakers today. One verse, watch this. He who walks with wise men will be wise, but the companion of fools will be destroyed. Listen to this. He who walks with wise men will be wise, but he who walks with fools or is a companion of fools will be destroyed. Listen to what he says. He said, you don't even have to be wise. Just get around wise people 
and you will be wise. And, and conversely, he says, you don't even have to be a fool. Just get friendly with a bunch of fools and it will invite destruction into your life. Ah, Jesus. So, so who you run with matters. Who you hang with matters. Show me your friends and I'll show you your future. And I want to talk today about getting in an ordained orbit. We're going to go somewhere, I promise you, if God will help me. Lord, help me teach today. You are the teacher. Spirit of the living God, you teach us and guide us into all truth. It is my prayer today for the people of God that they would not walk in ignorance, blindness, deception. I thank you that they are not children of the dark. They are children of the light. Let lights come on all over this room today. Let them begin to see and hear the voice of the good shepherd leading them into everything that you have purposed and destined for them to walk in. I cancel right now in Jesus' name, I cancel every distracting assignment of the enemy that has been crafted against their life. May today be an interception of the plan of the enemy and a revelation, God, that you will finish what you started. And Lord, some of them have missed some time and lost some time, but today you are here to redeem the time. And I thank you for it in Jesus' name. And the people of God said, Amen. You can be seated in the presence of the Lord. So I want to talk about alignment for the next several weeks. And um, today I want to talk about realignment, alignment in relationships, relational alignment. Now this may on the, on the front end not seem very spiritual. It may not seem uh, important or germane to some because, you know, we, we sometimes... Uh, Focus on our relationship with God and how many know that your relationship with God is the most important relationship you will have? Okay, let's just establish this. Today, our life is full of decisions and the most important decisions that we make are decisions we make regarding relationships that we have in our life. But the most important relationship you and I will have in our life, hands down, no question, without debate, the most important relationship we will have in our life is the relationship we make with Jesus Christ. There is not another person that can come into your life who can do for you what Jesus can do. And I hear people all the time, and you know, we get this, especially with, with, with our young folk, when they talk about getting married, I'm gonna marry him because he makes me whole. You are, you're crazy. I'm gonna marry her because she makes me whole. I wanna tell you something, I don't care how awesome they are, they are screwed up just like you. And two screwed up people don't come together to get whole. Two screwed up people need to run to Jesus who makes you whole. And then when he makes you whole, you come into a marriage and can be whole together. I need somebody to talk to me right there. A lot of people live under the misguided notion that they'll enter a business partnership with a friend or some business acquaintance that will take them to another level. God may use that and that may happen, but I wanna tell you right now, there is no wholeness without Jesus Christ. Jesus Christ is the only perfect person you will ever come into a relationship with. His love for you is perfect. His thoughts toward you are perfect. His ways toward you are perfect. His plans for your future are perfect plans. And there's nobody else who will come into your life. Everyone else who you depend on to make you whole, to fix you, to deliver you, to renew you. Listen, everyone else you depend on for that, they will let you down and even produce more frustration. The most important relationship you will have in your life is your relationship with Jesus Christ. That is why Paul would say in 2 Corinthians chapter 5, verse 17, if any man or woman be in Christ, he or she is a new creation. All things have passed away, help me right here church, and all things have become new. Nobody can do that for you and I but Jesus. So I want you to understand today that the most important relationship you have in your life is the one you have with Jesus. If you don't have a relationship with Jesus Christ today, before we leave this building, I want you to understand you're going to be invited to know him in saving power and he's going to reach down and rescue you and pull you out of darkness and put you into his marvelous light. How many know he can do that just like this? So the most important relationship you'll have in life is the relationship you have with Jesus Christ. But that is not the only relationship you will have. 
In fact, can I go so far as to say, if the relationship we have with Jesus was the only one we had to worry about, most of us would have an extreme amount of joy and peace. But how many know salvation is not an invitation into isolation? Come on, I know that Conway and Loretta sang, or, or Kenny sang, somebody, somebody sang, islands in the stream. I, that is what we are. The reality of it is you're not an island. You were never called to isolation. The cross of Jesus Christ consists of two beams and they intersect. And the intersection of those two beams remind us that the sacrifice of Jesus was primarily first and foremost about him restoring us into right relationship with God. And we did, he didn't leave us. We turned our back on him and became sinners. We're born into sin. And so Jesus died to restore the relationship that we have with God. But the cross of Jesus Christ also consists of a horizontal beam. Because as much as salvation is about making me right with God, salvation is also about empowering me to have right relationships with you. I'm not getting no help on this. But the reality of it is you can trace most of your frustration, your stress, your sleeplessness, your worry, your concerns, your drama. Most of it is connected to either a financial problem or a relationship problem. And most of the time, we have to spend 30 minutes in church getting people to get their relationship failures off of them so that they can actually focus on God and get right with God. It ain't that God let you down. It's that you had a fight on your way to church, and when you come, you're mad. You don't want to praise God. You sit through the first song, getting all that traffic off of you, that, 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 that drive you had to church. I know y'all looking at me like I don't know what I'm talking about. I'm prophesying today. God doesn't just want you to survive relationships with people and thrive in your relationship with him. Calvary was about Jesus tearing down the wall between you and God and also giving you the need, the things you need to walk in relationship with the right people and the right kind of relationship. So I want to talk about relationships today. And I want to talk about who you're in relationship with and I want to talk about how God can use relationships, and I also want to talk about how the enemy can use relationships. Now, some of y'all are too spiritual for this teaching, and you don't think you need, as long as I got King Jesus, I don't need nobody else. Tell me how that works out for you. You need Jesus first and foremost. I've already said that, but I'm telling you, Jesus will use people to bless your life. All I need is God. If all you needed was God, God would have never touched the heart of the neighbor of the woman who had sons that were about to be taken because she had a debt she could not pay. When the prophet came to her, he said, go to your neighbors. She had two sons. Her husband was dead. She owed some bills, had no money. And the prophet came to her and said, go to your neighbors and take some empty vessels. And when you get there, don't just have a few vessels, but have as many as you can because I'm going to send oil from every kind of relationship you can imagine to pay off the bills you have. Can you imagine the mess the woman would have been in had she ticked off all her neighbors, not had a good relationship with her friends, and would have had nobody to go get any oil from? God will use relationships. If you don't believe me, look at Mark chapter two. The Bible tells us about a man who was a paralytic. He was paralyzed. He could not get up and walk. He could not go anywhere. But he had four friends. And there were four friends who looked at his condition and refused to come into agreement with his paralysis. Whatever you do in 2024, stop hanging out with people who agree with your paralysis. If they like you stuck, they are not assigned to your future. If they like you bound and they like you tied up and they like to put a lid on you and they like you in limits and they, come on, if they like you when you're not ahead of them, be careful in 2024 that you are not connecting yourself to people who feel assigned to slow you down, to distract you. I, I don't run with people who say, you know, I'm in your life to humble you. I will humble myself. I don't need you or some religious Jezebel to humble me. I'm gonna humble myself under the mighty hand of God. Quit hanging out with people. Let's call it what it is. They're really jealous of success and they don't like God blessing your life. Stop trying to get them to like you. If they show you who they are, believe them. I'm trying to calm down and teach here. Uh, he, he will use people. 
These four men carried this man to the place where Jesus was ministering. And when they got there, there's a problem. The house is so full, they can't get their crippled, paralyzed friend into the house with Jesus. So you would think most normal people would think, most normal people would say, I'm gonna take him back home. We tried, but it didn't work. But these four friends said, oh no, we're not quitting. We're going up on the roof and we'll cut a hole. You need some friends like that. You need some friends who will not take no for an answer. You need some friends who carried you too much, loved you too much, invested in you too much, been through too much hell with you to watch you get a no. I got enough people who come into agreement with my no. I need somebody that loves me enough to walk up and make a mess so that I can get a breakthrough. Look at your neighbor and tell your neighbor, I'll make a mess for you. Yeah, I'll make a mess for you. I'll tear up the house. I'll tear the roof off the place. I didn't bring you this far to watch you stay stuck the rest of your life. I believe he who has begun a good work will finish it. I didn't bring you this far to drop you off. Now we're getting a breakthrough. We're coming into a breakthrough. You done messed up and got a friend that refuses to see you stay like you are. So he... He gets his breakthrough, he gets his miracles because his friends drop him down. God will use people to help you. Conversely, the devil will send people to hinder you. Do you know Jehoshaphat was a righteous king but almost lost his life because he partnered with Ahab? Well, you know, I'm, I feel I'm righteous and I love God, but I'm going I'm to get in this relationship with somebody who doesn't value the same things I value. You better be careful. What, what you ignore about entering that relationship will eventually surface and come back to bite you. Okay, let me talk to all the single ladies. All the single ladies, all the single ladies. What you are willing to ignore about him is not going to vanish. Well, you know, I feel called to help him. Help him with a long distance phone call, but don't sit yourself down and get in a relationship with somebody who is telling you they are jacked up. Willingly blind. I feel like we're in a season right now where we are about to, I, not, I'm not talking about me or you personally, I'm talking about us corporately and even people in the kingdom of God. Those who have um, the gift and the understanding of what God is doing, the, I almost said the gift of discernment, but it, it really is a blessing, a grace of being able to distinguish what is for my life, what is not for my life. And there are some people in this month Devin said this is a month of finishing. I want to declare some of the things God is getting ready to finish is not a project. It's a dead relationship and you are about to find out your greatest deliverance. Oh Lord, have mercy. Your greatest deliverance is the ability to tell like Anna told Elsa, you need to let it go. I don't know what you're holding on to, but stop trying to build a snowman. Talk to me. You don't need to build a snowman. You need to get out of that relationship and run from it. God is trying to help you. Do you want to build a No, I don't want to build no snowman with you. Tired of building snowmen. We we need each other. You need people in your life, but you don't need strategically planted people who are an assignment of the enemy sent to distract you. How do I know you need people? Because Ecclesiastes says, 4.9 says, two are better than one. Two are better than one. You get more return for your labor when you have two. Two are better than one. If one falls in the ditch, the other's there to pull them out. Two are better than one. You don't get cold if you got somebody. Talk to me, Devin. <laughs> snuggle. Now you gotta snuggle with the right one. Come on, somebody. But two are better than one. Two are better than one. Proverbs 27 verse 17 says, as iron sharpens iron, so does one sharpen another. You need godly relationships in your life. You need people who will sharpen, people that will believe in you, people that love you too much to leave you like they found you. Oh, I don't have time to go into this like I want to, but you need people in your life. But the enemy will also use people. And as I read to you this morning, if you hang with wise people, you become wise. If you're a companion of fools, you get destroyed. Satan will try to blind you to the reality 
And the danger of relationships, isn't it? It's fascinating to me how we are fatally attracted to things sometimes that we know are harmful, but somehow perhaps it is a personality flaw, perhaps it is a compassionate weakness, and by that I simply mean we love to the point of our own detriment. Have you ever met somebody who loved folk and, and, and thought that that meant they had to give those harmful, toxic people access to their heart and their life? You better be careful. You better be careful. I, you can love them, but that doesn't mean, Bill Kelly used to tell me, forgiveness is free, trust is earned. That's a good word right there. Retweet that one. Forgiveness is free, trust is earned. You don't have to, you don't, you forgive everybody that hurts you, but you don't make them your best friend after they hurt you over and over and over again. Tell that joker to get a life. So you need people. God will send you relationships, but Satan will also work through relationships, which is why we need discernment. It is why I feel in this season that we are in, everything that can be shaken will be shaken. Everything that needs to be realigned will be realigned. Don't despise it. Embrace it. It's challenging but necessary. What God wants to do in your future requires the right kind of connections and the right kind of people. And I want some of you to get your vocabulary in agreement and in harmony with God's word over your life. Stop saying, I attract all the wrong people. Stop saying, I cannot find a good man, sisters. Stop saying that. I can't find a good woman. Stop saying that, brothers. You, you, listen, if you keep speaking to, to, to the mess and keep calling out the distraction, it'll keep happening in your life. Send hell a notice and say, I'm fearfully and wonderfully made. I'm gonna have every business connection I need. I'm gonna have every ministry connection I need. If you're single looking for a husband or a wife, I'm gonna find the right one with the right spirit and I'm not going to have a train wreck and I'm not gonna have a mess, I'm gonna be blessed. Don't get in agreement with your enemy. Now, as I begin to think about relationships and alignment, and I've been processing this for a couple of weeks, I, I don't know any other way to say this to you except how it happened to me. I started studying um, the Word of God, and, and, I, and, and I got into this thing about how believers throughout Scripture, throughout from Genesis to Revelation, they're oftentimes related to as stars. Now, some of you don't even know this, but I just want to present this to you for your consideration. Our lives are likened unto the stars. When I, when I say this, people are, oh, is he talking about like tarot card? No, y'all. We're not talking about astrology and astronomy and worshiping the stars. We're talking about metaphoric language in the Bible that likens the life of a believer to the existence of a star in the sky. I got Bible for this, Genesis 15, 5. God tells Abraham, get out of your tent. Go look up in the sky and tell me what you see. I see a bunch of stars. Good. See them stars? Those stars are an indication of your descendants. As many as the stars in the sky, are, you can see that's how many descendants you will have. Doesn't stop there. Daniel chapter 12, verse 3. Daniel says, Those who lead others to righteousness are like the shining stars. Doesn't stop there. Philippians chapter 2, verse 14 through 15 says, If you walk in love and you walk in peace and you walk in humility, your life will shine in a dark world like a star in the sky. I could keep going. If you flip over to Revelation, I love this. I was preaching this this past week at a preacher's conference with a bunch of preachers. But the Bible says that the pastors, the messengers of the church, were the seven stars that were in the right hand of Jesus. There's something about our life. Listen to me. Stop complaining about how dark the world is. We don't need to walk around our whole life talking about how dark the world. The world is always in darkness. It has been in darkness and will always be a place of darkness. But the good news is he left the light on for the world when he put you in the world and me in the world. And the backdrop of darkness provides a contrast of life. When the darkness looks at the light, they say, man, there's something about 
those people that is qualifiably different than the kind of life. There ought to be some stuff about you that is different than the co-workers your workers are working with that don't know Jesus. I'm gonna preach something right here. Some of y'all are gonna have a hard time receiving. We talk about a revival of signs and a revival of wonders and a revival of miracles and I'm here for all of it. I got the chips, I got the t-shirt, I got the bag, I got the notebook. I am here for all of it, but I'm calling for a revival of kindness. Yeah, y'all couldn't shout on that one. But where is the fruit of the Spirit? Love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, and self-control. We know you can prophesy, but sit your hips down until you get the fruit of the Spirit and actually love people. That should be something different about our lives. There should be, that when people see us, we are not part of the darkness. We are a star that shines because of the contrast of darkness that God threw us into. And I started thinking about our lives being like stars. Y'all study the Bible however you want to. I just started studying about the, the coming forth of stars and the behavior of stars. I, I thought if, if more, than, more than two or three times, like five, six, seven, eight times, he talks about our life being about stars. What is it about stars that cause us to, to, to be related to stars so frequently in scripture? And so I started thinking about, I, thought, I started thinking about that. I started studying the, the becoming of stars, the life and the existence and the behavior of stars. It was crazy how a star comes to be. It starts as this. Some of y'all are like, oh my God, I'm checking out right now. He has taken me to astrology class and I will not have it. <laughs> Listen, a star doesn't begin as a star. It doesn't just pop up. It doesn't just appear. A star starts and begins as this nebulous form of particles and gas, kind of hovering in this chaotic nothingness and suddenly it find something that is pulling on it. It's a gravitational pull and it begins to move the mass in the cloud. The cloud begins to move and it begins to move in such a fashion that heat is beginning to be produced and pressure is beginning to build and rise. And it happens over a period of millions of years. This doesn't happen overnight, but it happens over a period of, of millions of years and it just keeps moving. And this, this mysterious, they can't even quite articulate how it happens, but a mysterious gravitational pull starts pulling these particles together. It starts moving on this mass of gases together. And suddenly what looked chaotic and dysfunctional and what looked messed up and all of a sudden the pressure and the heat build and rise and something is born. It's, an, it's a nuclear fusion explosion as it were and a star is born. And I thought about that. You didn't just get here. You didn't just happen to show up. Some of you went through some stuff on your way to the place that you're in. It was some pressure. It was some fire. I know some people found Jesus in Sunday school, but I'm thankful to report to you some of us found Jesus through the pressure of life. We found Jesus through the, through the heat. Come on, somebody. Life felt like a big ball of mist. We were wondering, what are we? Who are we? What are we doing? And God was working in all of that, and bam, a star was born. Look at your neighbor say, twinkle, twinkle. Little star. Y'all are better at it than with the people. I preached to the preachers this week and I, I said, twinkle, twinkle. They wouldn't go there with me. But if you've been raising, if you've been raising a three-year-old and a two-year-old and you live half your life in a nursery, you know what I'm talking about. <laughs> Devin and I get revelation in the nursery, making bottles. And we just start changing diapers. Hallelujah, praise the Lord, I got a revelation. That's where I live. Stars born, but, but I could talk more about it. I don't, I don't want to waste your time, but I think it's fascinating that the light you see when you go out at night and you see a star, that image that's hitting your eye telling you that's a star, do you know that that, that image started traveling to your eye millions of years ago? Stars are so far away from Earth that we don't measure how close and, and the proximity of stars based on miles, we measure them in years. We call them light years. And when a beam of light being emitted from a star that is 16,000, 
The furthest light, the furthest star away in our solar system that we can see with our eye is 16,307 light years away, which means that that star and the light of that star that you see at night, the image of that light coming from that star that hits your eye and tells you it is a star started traveling to your eye millions of years ago. Which means this, before anybody saw your twinkle, before anybody saw that ray of light, you were on his radar. They saw you last night, but God saw you before, I feel like teaching here. God saw you before your mama met your daddy at the A&W root beer stand and had a one night stand and accidentally you came about. Oh no, you were not an accident. God told Jeremiah, before I formed you in your mother's belly, I knew you and I ordained you. He wasn't even born yet, and yet God ordained him. That's why you cannot have a nervous breakdown about your temporary problem. God knew who you were before they knew who you were, and before we ever saw you sing and heard you preach and witnessed that there was a gift on your life, God knew you in eternity past before you ever got here. Look at your neighbor, tell him, I believe everything is gonna be all right. Come on, you are not serving a God coming up with an answer for your temporary problem. He saw you before you got to this moment and has already declared in his sovereign will, I know what I'm going to do to use this issue for my glory in their life. Okay, that ain't what I want to talk about. But that's pretty decent. What I want to talk about is the behavior of a star when it's born. Immediately after a star is born, it begins to decide, essentially. I say that metaphorically, but it begins to decide. Am I going to be, taking notes, write it down. Am I going to be a binary star or a non-binary star? Now, when I say binary, we are not talking about the screwed up definition of what binary means in this culture. We're talking about a meteorological phenomena that happens when a star decides to exist alone, which is a non-binary star, or when a star decides I'm going to enter a relationship with another star and we are going to join orbit together. I feel like, yeah. When you come into a place of deciding if you're gonna be a non-binary star, which means you exist alone, or if you're gonna be a binary star, which means, there's only two kinds of, of stars, either binary or non-binary. In our solar system, 85% of stars are binary, which means they exist in an orbit with another star. This is what God began to speak to me about relationships. And I came today to ask you, and I'm, I'm almost done, y'all gonna be so glad. Who is in your orbit? That's all I want to ask. Who are you in a relational orbit with? I can talk to the husbands and the wives because, you know, it is love month. I could talk to business partners and business partners because you need to make sure that your relationship with people is, is a, listen, I can have friendship. I can have friendship with all kinds of people, but I can't have fellowship with just anybody. Fellowship is a spiritual thing that is, it happens around koinonia. Uh huh. The fellowship that we have not only with each other, but when a brother or a sister come together in Christ, there is actually the presence of God where two or three are gathered in my name. There I will be in the midst. Hear me. You've got to delineate some friendships, some fellowships, some relationships that are going on in your life because I'm terribly afraid if you and I don't properly understand the spiritual uh, responsibility we have to monitor our relationships, we will let certain people into certain circles of our life that they are not supposed to be. Watch. Binary, 
non-binary. A non-binary star essentially says, I'm gonna do my own thing. I will not be in relationship with another star. I'll burn how long I wanna burn. I'll go wherever I wanna go. I'll be shooting whenever I wanna shoot. It's its own star. It has no accountability to other stars. It has no relational, uh, uh, it has no gravitational connection to another star. It's just a non-binary star. And I wanna tell you right now, non-binary stars burn up faster. Study it. Go look at it yourself. They burn up faster because they find themselves burning their own fuel and they never have the ability to come into relationship. Oh, I'm going to say some stuff here today. They never have the ability to come in relationship and share matter and thus benefit both stars in a binary rotation. So non-binary stars are stars that exist by themselves. But a binary star system consists of two stars, at least two stars, some are more than that, but consists of at least two stars, and here's what happens. Look at your neighbor and say, neighbor, you sat by a star. I feel like we're gonna get, uh, you know those stars they got in Hollywood? Oh, Hollywood, you know them stars they got in Hollywood? I'm just kidding, don't worry. We won't have no kingdom stars around here, okay? But here's the deal, here's what I'm saying. You sat by a star. You have to determine when a binary star system is birthed, here's how it happens. Two stars get pulled into an orbit around a comp. Y'all can research me in some, some book and it'll confirm what I'm saying. A binary star system happens when two stars start orbiting a common center of gravity and they start rotating in a circle with each other around a common center of gravity. Who is in your orbit? Question two, what is your common center of gravity? What is pulling you into that relationship with them? Let me tell you what ought to be the center of all of our lives and universe. It ought to be the kingdom of God. Matthew 5.33, seek ye first the kingdom of God and his righteousness and all these things will be added to you. At the end of the day, my life, my relationships, my investment into relationships should be about primarily the kingdom of God. Some people have stepped outside of that jurisdiction and because of that, they have entered an orbit with people who have a different gravitational pull and they are pulling in one way and you are pulling in another and at some point, one of two things has to happen. You either have to agree on something and get around uh, uh, the same common center of gravity in the orbit and or you have to exit that orbit and find another star. I don't know what the answer is for you, but here's what I can tell you. You cannot continue to orbit around a, gravita a gravitational center of gravity that is not in keeping with the kingdom of God in your life. So what happens, what has happened was, stand up girl. You better stand up. I'll jerk you into this. So I was 19, she was 19. She was so fine. She blew my mind. Still blows my mind, right? Watch this. And although I was attracted to her, the pull I had was not just about how beautiful she was. It was about what her common center of gravity was. Our first date was a church date. Remember that? Girl. <laughs> Our first date, we were driving down the road. She didn't even know my mom and daddy's name at that point. We were driving down the road and we were about 30 minutes away and I said, we talked. I don't even know what I talked about, but I remember saying this, I need to pray. Remember this? And I turned the music on and I started, oh, Rabbi, and she just sat there. <laughs> like, is this what a date really is with him? But what you have to understand is, she prays like that. Her, her gravitational pull 
is to advance the kingdom of God. My gravitational pull is to advance to the kingdom of God. So we got in an orbit together. Yeah, we're going to do it. Come on. We got, we got in a gravitational pull around the same common gravitation center of gravity. And when that happens, then what starts happening is you get all these people that come a part of the, of the circle. Come on, Michelle. We all get, no, 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 no. Get in this gravitational circle. See, y'all can't handle this. But you have to understand how relationship benefits your life. And it, and it goes beyond that. It goes beyond that. Come here, Tobin. Come here, Jojo. Come here, come here. Come here, Tori. Come here, Carter. Hurry. Come on. And what happens is when you get, when you get established around the same center of gravity, all these people, oh no, you come back over here. I don't know who them people are. I ain't snuggling with none of them. I'm snuggling with you. When you get connected because of the same gravitational pull, then what happens is somebody who finds out what you're pulled to says, oh, I feel a witness with that. I'm going to jump in that circle. Oh, there's some people in this room. You cannot leave when every little thing pops up down the road because you are connected to what we're connected to. We're in the same circle together. My future is tied up in my connection with you. Your future is tied up with the connection to me. We're in this thing together. Who's in your orbit? Okay, let me, I'm gonna let you go in about 12 minutes. Hear me. I'm not letting racist people in my orbit. I'm not letting religious people in my orbit. I'm not letting gossiping people in my orbit. I'm not letting haters in my orbit. Be careful who you let in your orbit. Because your orbit and those you let in your orbit will determine your destiny. God, I feel like preaching here. Watch this. Watch this. Uh, I, you got Bible for all this because it sounds neat, but I don't know. Let me give you some Bible, sister. Yeah, yeah. In Acts 16, two men got put in prison. Come on in here. Let's walk, Fitch. Two men got put in prison. They threw him in the deepest, darkest place in the prison. The problem for the devil was he thought he'd put them in prison and that they wouldn't have any way to get out. What the devil didn't know is they were in the same orbit. And when Paul and Silas got in the same orbit, Paul looked over at Silas and said, Halle. Silas looked back and said, Hallelujah. And somewhere in the orbit, I feel like preaching right here, somewhere in the orbit, the Holy Ghost shifted the tectonic plates of that region and it broke the chains on every prisoner. I feel like preaching in here today. God is about to connect you with some people who are supposed to be in your orbit and God's going to use what you got and God's going to use what they got and not only are you going to get free and not only am I going to get free, we're all going to get free. Hold on. Shake hands with somebody and tell them, jump in this orbit with me. Jump in this orbit with me. I feel like we got the same vision. I feel like we got the same assignment. I feel like we got the same passion. I'm tired of doing it by myself. Jump in this orbit. Oh, Lord. Some of y'all trying to go, we love you, but we're getting jerked up into an orbit real quick. God is about to do something in your future. He's about to connect you with people who are part of where you're going. Hold on. Woo! Who? Who is in your orbit? Because God has perfect plans for you. I'm gonna read it like God gave it to me and then I'm gonna pray. Woo. Oh, I thought of another one. Yeah. Acts chapter three. Can I preach it like I feel it? There was a lame man who was sitting at a gate called Beautiful. And he sat there every day of his life. 
begging alms of them that entered in. He was in his own orbit, crippled, broke, busted, and disgusted. But one day, two men who were in another orbit walked up to the man in his own orbit. And Peter said, silver and gold have I none, but such as I have, I give unto thee. Jump in this Jesus orbit with us. Slap your neighbor, tell a neighbor. Jump in this Jesus orbit. If you jump in, every weak thing in your life is about to get straight. If you jump in, every bad thing in your life is about to be free. Oh, Lord. He, he says, silver and gold, had I none, have I none, but such as I have. I'm through preaching. In the name of Jesus Christ, rise and walk. And the man jumped up. He got in their orbit. And he went walking. Help me preach like I feel it, Julie. And he went leaping. And he started praising God. You know you got in the right orbit when the shackles break off and you don't have the fear of man on you anymore. You know you're in the right orbit when they help you praise God for the breakthrough. You know you're in the right orbit when they shout over your victories just like you. I'm through. When, when God, I'm gonna tell you how God had to help me with this, and I'm closing, like the fourth time. When God blessed Devin and I, and this house in 2011, with the greatest miracle we had ever experienced in our ministry life, I did not know at that day who I could pick up the phone and call to share the miracle with. I picked up the phone because God had just canceled every debt, building paid off, dreams funded, supernatural miracle. I picked up the phone to call some people. I didn't know who I could call because my orbit, I'm gonna tell you who I end up calling. The same man I just walked across the front. He danced with me. That's the first person I called when God gave us a miracle. Watch, let me tell you why. Because I was in an orbit with some folk who liked us as long as they could control us. But I'm gonna tell you right now, relationships that are sent from God will never be a lid on your life. They are not intended to be a limit or a lid. They are to be a launching pad. I can't, let me just say it like this. God's about to change some of your orbit. You are rotating in an elliptical pattern and an orbit and your gravitational center of gravity is not common which is why you're frustrated it it could be a business relationship it could be a dating relationship and somebody said well what about marriage what if our marriage is out of order you don't get to leave the marriage you have to let Jesus into the orbit And if you can't live with the one you love, honey, love the one you're with. <laughs> and what you gotta do is let Jesus in your marriage orbit. Minus marriage, every relationship you have on this planet needs to be judged and led by the Holy Spirit. 
And why do you say minus marriage? Because that's a covenant God will help every person with if they will invite Jesus into their orbit. I feel like there's some people in here dating folk. You're not going to marry. So why are you dating them? Oh, we got serious. You felt that, didn't you? I felt some hate. Let me throw it back. I don't, I don't believe in friends with privileges. Sorry, I done killed it there. I killed some stuff. I'm sorry. No, I'm not sorry. I'm telling the truth. But, well, well, you know, we, we're going to get married. We're just trying things out, you know. No, I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. You, you if you are cohabitating, either get married or separate. So that you can please the Lord. I'm not mad. I'm not mean. I'm not being critical. I'm not judging anybody. I'm telling you what the Bible says. God has something so holy and pure for us in our marriages, but we treat it so trivially and so selfishly. And it's impossible for God to send some people the right one because you're in orbit with so many partners. Okay. Y'all want to take communion or something? I don't know what you... It's just like... What do we do now? What do we do? You're trying everything out. No, you don't try things out. You keep yourself. Well, what if, what if, you know, what if we're not sexually compatible? What if the gravitational pull is not about sexuality? What if the, see, I saw some men pick their stuff up right then. They were like, oh no, the devil's a lie. I'm up out of here. I'm not suggesting you marry somebody you're not attracted to. I'm just telling you that you need to be attracted more to her 36, 24, 36. You better make sure you're attracted to the Jesus in her. Oh, oh, that was decent, Pastor. That was decent. Because I hate to tell everybody this. You can tuck it. You can lift it. You can whatever. But beauty is fleeting. You know what that means? It's running away from all of us. You can chase it and slow it down. And you can try to do everything you can to hide it. But that cannot be. The common center of gravity. I hope I'm helping somebody because I'm, I'm making a whole lot of people nervous. The common center of gravity that should pull you into that kind of orbit is the kingdom of God. We know y'all are attracted to each other physically, but do y'all agree on how to handle money? What are you going to do when you get an extra check in the mail and you can't play video games and she can't get her nails did? What are y'all going to do? What, she already got them done. He already bought the game. What are you going to do with your extra money? Talk about it. Make sure your common center of gravity something you can build your life on. Business relationships, if it's about the bottom line, you will let somebody in your orbit who doesn't care anything about principle, they only care about more. Even if making more means that you have to treat people ungodly, I ain't getting no help right there. You can't violate kingdom principles on your way to personal success. God, I'm talking to somebody today. Somebody has got to evaluate who and what is in your orbit. I felt like God told me in prayer this week, there were some people in orbit with folk that they know as a star in the kingdom of God. And let me, oh yes, thank you, Holy Spirit. Let me tell you this. Some of these people that God's gonna call you away from are actually on their way to heaven. 
It's not that they're not going to heaven. They're just not supposed to be part of your journey. Do you know, oh yes, do you know that in this binary star system that the stars can actually get so close over time, it takes time to get close, talk to me somebody, but over time, they can get so close, the two stars in a gravitational agreement, they can get so close that the matter in one star will spill over and get in the other star. <laughs> Go research it, I'm telling you, it blew my mind. It's called the, the, it's called the closeness factor. And they can get so close that the matter in one star spills over and benefits the other star. Aren't you tired of being in relationships that suck you dry? Verse 1228, okay. Don't you want to be in relationships that reciprocate the investment that you have made? Have you ever poured so much into something emotionally only to see it trampled on by people who are, they care more about their outfit than they do your emotional investment? And you, you, you say, keep saying, I give myself away to the wrong person. Stop. This is the month of evaluation. And when I was praying for this message, I said, God, I don't want this to turn into some over-evaluating, over-inspecting, stand with me and I'll quit. Because I, I got a spirit of wisdom and revelation on my life right now. I could just keep teaching this. This thing is so, and it's going to happen next week. So if you didn't like this, don't come next week. Because I, I I'm going down this road till we walk this all the way out. Somebody is going to stop wasting their time, energy, and resources investing into an orbit with people that are not going where you're going. I pray to say, God, I don't want this to turn into some over evaluating, over inspecting thing where people get paranoid. Like, you know, in my guess, I felt like the Lord said to me, this will be a confirmation to many. It will be a confirmation that you're in an orbit with some folk. I, listen to me very carefully, please. If you're in a marriage relationship and you're struggling, I'm not telling you to exit that orbit. Get that mess straight. You don't need to exit an orbit with your husband or your wife. You need to let Jesus get in the orbit with you guys. Come on here, talk to me. But in business, in friendship, in relationships, in partnerships, I feel like the Spirit of God is walking and talking and ministering to people in this room and he's going to over the next couple of days and weeks. He's going, listen, he's going to give you an opportunity. It's beautiful. In a binary star system, stars sometimes decide, I don't want to be in an orbit with you anymore. And here's what they do. They bow out. God's going to give you by his grace and the work of his spirit, he's gonna give you revelation as to what relationships you need to back away from. When you exit relationships, do not make it a matter of social media. Because let me help you understand something. We know who you're talking about. And we don't need to know your business. We are not inquiring minds. We don't want to know. You don't need to get on Facebook. The Lord is setting me free from something. We know. We just, just, just exit gracefully. Be mature. Follow peace with all men, without holiness, not, without which no man shall see the Lord. God just wants to maximize the remaining days we have on this earth. And we don't have enough emotional energy to continue to invest in orbits that we are not called to. If you receive what I'm saying, lift your hands. I want to pray for you first. And then I'm going to pray for people who need to make Jesus the Lord of their life. Father, every person that has lifted their hand is saying at some point in this message today, something resonated in their heart and in their mind. Something resonated in their spirit. I'm asking you to work through that revelation to the extent that your jealous heart for your children manifests in perfect alignment for their future. Lord, some of this may take time. For someone in this room, the exit may take weeks and months. 
I just declare in Jesus' name that the process begins now. The focus is no longer on the star. The focus is on that common center of gravitational pull, that common gravitational pull that we have together. I just pray that in the name of Jesus. Lord, you would give us the ability to know and discern what you are speaking through this message today. Let there be no sense of paranoia, no panic. We are your children, the sheep of your pasture. You do not beat us, you lead us into righteousness for your namesake. I just declare a grace is coming upon them. Some of them, they're frustrated, they're depressed, they're distracted, they're heavy because of relationships that they're in with people that are not part of their future. Give them the grace now, Lord, to figure it out and to learn how to leave and exit that orbit with grace, peace, and kindness. I'm gonna read this to you, thank you, Holy Spirit. I'm gonna read what he said to me in prayer. And where where my iPad, iPad go, or my phone, something? Oh, I got my phone, it's okay. It's on here too. I can read it. Okay, yes, I can. Okay, I need that. Never mind. I need that. Because this did not update. Give me that thing, sir. Thank you. It is not going to be dead in the name of... Wake up. Okay. Here's what the Lord said to me. Don't leave. Let me release this over your life and I'm going to let you go. If you are willing, here's what I felt the Spirit of God speak to me in prayer for you this week as I was praying for you and praying for this message. If you are willing to let people exit your life that are not called into your orbit, I felt the Spirit of the Lord say to me, I have already begun to whisper and speak to those He desires for you to be in an orbit with. God God said, I will not send the right people into their orbit as long as you and I are inviting and entertaining the wrong people in our orbit, let them go. You don't have to be nasty, just let it go. Some of you feel obliged to help everybody. You can't, you can't. And you get hurt and frustrated the more you pour into them and they don't don't help themselves. So one more time, Lord, help them to let go of relationships that are toxic, harmful, and unnecessary. In Jesus' name, may this month be a month of divine alignment. Bring business relationships, business connections. Mm. Thank you for marketplace orbit. Yeah, I feel this, y'all. I'm trying, I really am trying. But there are people in the marketplace, they're not in full-time ministry. You're a child of God, you do minister, you shine, but you're in a marketplace. You're in an amazing job. Listen to me, God is gonna give you grace for kingdom orbit in a marketplace. Just line it up, God. Now, I wanna pray for people in this room right now who say, Pastor Kevin, I need to get right with God. I don't care if you've never known Jesus or you've known him, but you feel a million miles away from him. Heads are bowed and eyes are closed. If you're in this room and you say, Bishop, pray for me, I need to give my life to Christ. The most important relationship is Jesus and I need to get it right with him today. And I don't wanna leave like I came. If I'm talking to you, and when I was talking about knowing Jesus, that was the word for you and you need this opportunity. When I say three, if you need Christ to rescue and save you, I want you to lift your hand and say, Pastor, pray for me. One, two, three. Lift your hand. God bless you, sweetheart. God bless you, sir. I'm looking for hands. You can pull them right back down after you lift them. Okay, God bless you. I see those hands. God bless you all. You can all lift your hands down. Everybody look at me. There's a person on your right, a person on your left. You may have known them your whole life. You may have never met them before today. Wherever that person is on that spectrum in your, in your relationship, I want you to look at the person on your left and right and say these words. Do you need someone to go to the altar and pray with you? And if you lifted your hand or you should have, I want you to say, yes, would you come pray with me? And I want you to come down here and meet me right here at this altar. I saw some hands. We're not coming to get nobody. But if you want to get in an orbit with Jesus, come on here. If you want to get in an orbit with Jesus and life to change and you lifted your hand or you should have, just come stand with me right here. We're going to leave in a moment. God bless you for coming, baby. God bless you. God bless you. Anybody else? I don't want to leave like I came. They're coming. Come on. Come on from wherever you're at in this building. Come on. God bless you, sir. Come on. Anybody else before we pray?
They're still coming. Come on, sweetie. Come on, come on, come on, come on. Come on. It's wonderful. It's wonderful. Thank you, Lord. Our prayer leaders are gonna pray with them. Would you stretch your hand and would you just pray a blessing over them as they come to know Christ in his saving grace and his powerful love, in his rich mercy. Come on, Father, just reveal yourself in powerful ways to these precious people who've come to make things right with you. It's not too late. It's not too late. Thank you, Lord, for loving us with an everlasting love. As they continue to pray, let's pray God seal this word. Come on, lift those hands. Father, in Jesus' name, I thank you for the family that are coming into the kingdom of God today. I thank you for the people that were ministered to today. Now may the word of God that has been preached be sealed by the Holy Spirit. Touch our lives and be with us today. Protect this word. Keep the enemy from this word and may this word feed us and strengthen us as we move forward into our purpose and into all that you have for us in Jesus' name. And the family said, amen. As they continue to pray, God bless you all. We love you. We'll see you Wednesday night. Go in the peace of the Lord. Well, I trust that the Word of God is working in your heart in this moment. I know the Word works. The Bible says that faith comes by hearing, hearing by the Word of God. Maybe something said today has touched your heart. Maybe you feel like you are so far away from God. How could I ever get right with God? Friend, I want to tell you, there is a way to get right with God. It's through His Son, Jesus. Today, if you'll turn your heart and your life over to Him, I don't care what you've done and how bad it was, how long you've been doing it and how messed up you feel. Jesus is a friend to sinners. He'll come into your life. He'll turn it all the way around and change it. I believe by the Spirit of God, He's doing that right now. Let's pray. Open your heart and say, Dear God, come into my life and forgive me of all my sin. Lord Jesus, I need you to wash me and make me new. I confess that I've been a sinner. And today I wanna to follow you for the rest of my life turn my life over to you, Lord Jesus. Come in and be the king of my heart. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. Hey friend, if you prayed that prayer, I want you to know today's not the finish line. It's just the beginning. Go to kevinwallace.tv. Just drop us a line on our prayer request area. Let us know that you got saved. You gave your life to Christ. We want to make sure you have a Bible. We want to make sure you get plugged into a good Bible-believing church full of the Spirit of God. Listen, the journey has just begun and the best days of your life are in front of you. We're praying for you, for you here at Kevin Wallace Ministries. Can't wait to see what God does in your life. We love you all. God bless.